a couple friends who always say, don't live in the wreckage of the future, right? Prepare for what might be tough conversations or anticipated trigger points, but we shouldn't be anticipating the wreckage. We should anticipate goodness. And then be prepared to handle whatever confrontations might come up. This episode of Beyond Sunday is sponsored by the Pine Mission Development Projects Program. This Advent, share the joy of the birth of Christ by educating children living in desperate conditions, feeding abandoned babies, or providing a safe learning space for disabled children. Learn how you can change lives at pimeusa.org slash 52-projects. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Grab your fiddle and your stretchy pants and join us as we laugh, talk, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and allowing God to transform our everyday lives. Hey, Nicole. Yo. I feel like I start every episode. Hey, Nicole. I know. I think we start all our conversations like that, too. That's probably true. (laughs) Yo, Nicole, what up? What up? No. Um, Were you with me? (laughs) This is not this is not boding well for this episode. (laughs) November has has begun to rot our brains. (laughs) So this weekend we are approaching the anniversary of the beatification of Blessed Solanas Casey, who is like I could talk about him for hours, but We've got 20-ish minutes, yeah. so we won't. Um, but were you at the beatification? I'm going to guess yes, because who wasn't? But I actually was not. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. It was that shocks of, me. It was the weekend of one of my children's birthdays. Oh. And I had a, a pretty tiny person still in my house, oh. and she was sick. Yeah. So we did not go. Um, but I'm I heard it was a wonderful, joyous was. Was occasion. Yes. It was. It was. Um, one of my favorite memories. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to use favorite in a strange way. Um, so, you know, Blessed Solanus is really big on thanking God ahead of time and yeah. this attitude of gratitude. And so on that day, we had to get there early to be able to line up to be able to get in. And it was raining. Of course. I'm like, well played. Of course. Well played, Blessed Solanus. Millions of people yeah. are coming to celebrate me. Drenched. And they're coming even in the rain. Absolutely. Which I think he would have hated, let's be real. Yeah, it's true. I don't think that that would have, that seems not according to his spirit at all. He would have wanted to talk to each of us, but not wanted it to be about him. Yes, I would absolutely agree. And actually, my dad has memories of meeting Father Solanus. that's so cool. Yes, when he was living in Hamtramck. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that is my blessed Solanus Casey story for the morning. Well, I think that's a nice little segue into what we're going to talk about this week because we are also getting ever closer to Thanksgiving. Stretchy pants. Time for stretchy pants. And because we're so close to Thanksgiving and the anniversary of the beatification of Blessed Salinas, this seems like a really great time to talk about gratitude. And I know we've mentioned it in other episodes before, but he's Mm -hmm. known for thanking God ahead of time. He's known for making the position of gratitude an internal disposition, right. something that we always speak from and something mm-hmm. that we always act from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's quoted as saying, gratitude is the first sign of a thinking, rational creature, mm. which I'll be honest, sometimes I'm not entirely rational. That has all kinds of anthropological implications yeah. that I could not today, on. Nicole. Not today. Not okay. Today. That's a different podcast. Yes. Yeah, very different. Um, all right. Yep. And but, then, go oh, ahead. Okay. 
No, you go. Well, that just reminded me of this uh, this other passage from First Thessalonians. It says, always mm. seek what's good for each other and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Yeah. And in all circumstance, give thanks. Yeah, I love that. And Colossians, Colossians 3 is one of my favorites. And, of, you know, part of um, the verse in Colossians 3 is, you know, do all these things while giving thanks. Yeah. To God the Father through Christ Jesus. And so it really is. And it doesn't mean that we don't struggle and that we don't suffer and that we don't, you know, have those days where <laughs> the world is ending. Yep. It happens. We're human. But I think what he's talking about is exactly what you said, Nicole. It's the internal posture. Yes. What posture do we have toward the world? Do we recognize that no matter our circumstance, that God is pouring out his blessing? And that he's there, that right. he's present. That he is the blessing yes. sometimes, right? Like, he's present even I don't mean this in a saccharine things. sense, like everything happens for a reason and, oh, count your blessings, not your not your tears. No, like God is there. God wants to enter into all of that. But what is our posture when we're encountering all yeah. the things that life throws at us? Yeah. So I think with this season that we're in, Christ- mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving is around the corner, but the stores feel like it's already Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Thanksgiving dinner is going to lead to whiny sugar meltdown kids, yeah, a little bit of post-holiday letdown. And They're for, probably already making giant Christmas oh, lists. <laughs> the children, yes. And I'm thinking just from an extended family standpoint, I know it's a, a rough time for a lot of families, yes. especially over the last few years, that things have gotten a little dicey sometimes. and you know, maybe stressful and strenuous in in family relations. And so how do we approach this season encouraging not just our children, but ourselves and our extended family to come at it with that posture of gratitude? I mean, I think it's hard when all the toy catalogs keep getting mailed to the house. Yeah. And all they want to do is circle all the new shiny things. And everything is like giant stacks of displays and everything is is noisy and takes thousands of batteries. I don't know. Oh my gosh, all the batteries. the batteries. I think I think it's a conspiracy. It, it I think be. Duracell and Mattel have like a conspiracy. Mm. But um but not energizer cuz the bunny's really cute, right? No, right. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, but it is and I know my kids get so tired of hearing mom whenever they're like I want. I'm like, "Cool. What are you going to give away?" Yeah. Like, what do you currently have that you do not want right. and do not use? Look at all the toys that are all over the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can yeah. can we appreciate what we already have before we start looking at what more we want? And then I hear God whispering in my ear, hey, really? Really? That's the worst. I mean, it's the best, but it's also the worst. So we have three things. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, we I do. I mean, we always have three things. We do. The first one is actually a really wonderful exercise, and and I will not cite it directly, but there have been numerous studies by psychologists and sociologists mm-hmm. and anthropologists about how this practice can literally make you a happier person, yes. regardless of your religious beliefs, mm-hmm. your culture, your background, your previous experience. It can actually make you feel happier going about your day-to-day life right and that is to take time every day and write down or share or at least name to yourself something we're grateful for well that makes perfect sense though right because we where our eyes are fixed is where our hearts are yeah and so if we're always grumbling and if we're always complaining then we're kind of going to be miserable yep 
But if amid that, we also are like, you know what? That's great. But also I had a warm cup of coffee this morning and that was pretty amazing. Right. And my husband always makes sure that I have hot coffee in the morning yeah. before I take the kids to and school. And we're not saying this to be, you know, pithy or saccharine, oh, right? No, no, we're we're not saying at all. this because it really does help us orient our day to be in that internal disposition instead of in a place of like, oh my gosh, everything is terrible. Woe is me. Yes. Everything is horrible. Just that one small, looking for that one little right. light in the darkness, that one thing that went well and being thankful for it really does help change the way we look at the rest of the things that we're facing. Right. Well, and I think that's exactly it, right? Like it helps us to approach those things that are difficult with a different attitude and a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to remain, especially as we're heading into this Advent season, to remain in people of hope. You know, we are we are an Easter people, right? As John Paul II would say. And so regardless of our suffering, we are supposed to remain hopeful and steadfast and rooted in the joy of Christ risen. Yes. Now, getting to that joy could be miserable <laughs> sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But I think this one small thing, right. I think we've said this before so many times, like the behavior and the belief, they come mm-hmm. together sometimes, sometimes one before the other. But right. like that one small thing is a movement toward yeah. being able to live in that type of disposition. It, and it sustains you through the suffering, yes. I think, too. Yes. So if you're a writing kind of person, I think you could do this in a notebook or yeah. a journal. If you're a talking kind of person, you could do it at bedtime prayer as part of your examination of conscience. Mm-hmm. You could do it around the dinner table. I know a lot of people do it at Thanksgiving anyway, yeah. but like this should be a daily thing. So here's another cute little thing I saw somebody do, and so I have the jar on my our dinner table that's still empty because, well, things get hectic. Um, but it's taking a moment at dinner to write down one thing you were grateful for that day, one thing that went well, and sticking it in a jar, and then at the same time, like maybe we start the first Sunday of Advent and then at the first Sunday of Advent next year, you go through and you take it out and you read them and you look at all the good things and happy things and things that you were grateful for, you know, to be able to remain rooted. Maybe you do it every month. Maybe you do it every week, whatever. Um, But I think that collecting of those things can also, or maybe it's like when you're really down and you just can't see anything good, you can... Yeah, to be Pick able to go up. back and revisit and it. Like, oh, look at what God did. Oh, look at what so-and-so did for me. Or, oh, gosh, look at X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's definitely about that you're writing it down. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second one yeah. feels a little bit like a challenge for some of us probably. What's that? Well, we're a people of Thanksgiving. We are. And the word Eucharist literally means it does Thanksgiving. Yes. So I think... Allowing ourselves to be in a place of gratitude and more receptive mm. to what Christ is offering us in the gift of the Eucharist. So coming yes. to Mass, allowing ourselves to enter into that, even if our kids are being noisy, being grateful for the, recep- the reception of the sacrament, yeah. taking a moment to say a prayer of thanksgiving after receiving, not just you know being distracted by everybody else coming up the communion line. Right, or smiling at the cute baby, yes. although that's cute. All good things. All good things. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, not only that, but I think when we are coming to the Eucharistic table with that posture of gratitude, then we also are better able to see how God wants to use us as gift. Yes. Right? So we are grateful for the gift of him, but then we also are open to using the gifts he has given us through us for his glory. Absolutely. And I'm going to get a little theological here, but like there is one mass. Yes. Right? When we attend Mass, we are participating in the one eternal perpetual 
sacrifice, dying, and resurrection of Christ. Yep. And so when when your pastor, your priest holds up that host and he offers it up, he is offering all of us. Mm-hmm. And that is such a wonderful, beautiful gift to be able to participate in that. Right. And I want to encourage all of you to really think about how that can be food, literal and mm-hmm. figuratively, <laughs> yeah. for you to fuel, to feel like, yes, I am so grateful to be able to offer whatever I'm going through, whatever crap and crud however, is happening. Yeah. However you're coming, you're offering it all to yes. the Lord. And participating right. in, in this celebration of Thanksgiving with the whole universal church. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's as the mystical, as get today. the mystical body of Christ together. <laughs> yes. Amen. All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Theology 101 has ended. (laughs) Moving on to family (laughs) gatherings. Now we'll go to psychology 101. No, I'm just kidding. I think having this attitude of gratitude sometimes in family gatherings is really hard. Yeah. Because, like, the kids start to melt down. And sometimes we're, like, still kind of have a beef with someone. Right, right. I think for me it's how are we preparing? Like, Mm. are we preparing to go to this family gathering with, ugh, we're going to have to deal with. That guy, right? that girl. But that, we're not dealing. Yeah. We're not dealing. We're supposed to be ambassadors of love, right? Like that is what God has created us to be. And so maybe maybe it is just putting aside the beef and going with the expectation that, you know what? We're going to love on these people and we're going to find something good. And maybe it's going to be a bingo game because I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> so we're going to anticipate ahead of time what might good, what good might come out of this. But... You know, a couple of friends who always say, don't live in the wreckage of the future, right? Prepare for what might be tough conversations or anticipated trigger points, but we shouldn't be anticipating the wreckage. We should anticipate goodness and then be prepared to handle whatever confrontations might come up. But if we're going in looking for a fight, there's going to be a fight. Yeah. Or if we're going in, we, we seek and you shall find, right? That works. <laughs> In if multitudes that's what you're of ways, for, then right. that's what you're going to get, right? Yeah, right. Mm. We we find what we are looking for in one way or fa- in in some fashion. Wow, I think the biggest challenge for a lot of us might even be right after mm. Thanksgiving, still being grateful once it's all over, mm. because we do have a tendency, like you said, to be looking for the disaster. <laughs> So like afterwards, and everyone yeah. goes home, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's all these dishes. Everyone's crabby. Yeah. So and so didn't get a nap today. Someone ate the last of the cranberry sauce. I didn't get any leftover. Right. Right. So right. sometimes the holiday letdown can be really difficult for us too. So like, mm-hmm. the the big challenge I think is number one to prepare for it mm-hmm. and to begin with the attitude of gratitude from the very beginning, but also to like really cling to it yeah. and pull it through to those days after because mm. it's going to start to get really intense right like as soon as Thanksgiving is over it's like we feel Mad like rush. we're running the marathon Mad to rush we're running Christmas. well I should say we, we feel like we're sprinting to Christmas yeah. but it is more like a marathon it right is. yeah we've got this this long time of Advent for yeah. true preparation mm-hmm. for true hope so trying to carry that through with us well I think too if we're going to go in with this posture of Thanksgiving and of wanting to carry that through, that we know our kids, we know ourselves, so we need to be honest about we know what to expect. We've we've this you know for some this might be a first Thanksgiving with children. For many of us, this is not our first rodeo. Like we know which kids react in which way. So maybe 
maybe we enter into some rest and we don't overschedule the whole holiday weekend. Before Thanksgiving. I know. <gasps> I know. But maybe, maybe we are dealers of fun that weekend. Mm. And maybe we put away the to-do list. And we don't wake up in the dark on Black Friday. Oh, that again is a episode for a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We don't wait in line at four in the morning for things we probably don't actually need, mm-hmm. but maybe want. Yeah. 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 I understand. Consumerism, not today's podcast. Although, maybe just a little nod to that if we're really grateful for what we have that maybe we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. No. But, like, I think we can prepare for that. We can have low-key activities that keep the kids occupied so that they're not fighting with one another. We can be sure the... Fridge is stocked with good food and even if we don't get leftovers. Like so that there's just, there's enough. There's enough. So we have a friend who um, schedules days that he Mm -hmm. calls FFF forced family fun. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think the day after Thanksgiving would be a great day for some forced family fun, right? Right. Like, we're going to do something as a family. I promise I'm going to do everything I can to make it fun. But we're going to go into this with the attitude, with the disposition that it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And that maybe the fun is just you're staying home and doing fun things there. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, it doesn't have to be going out. No, it could be anything. we prefer not to go out that day because it's crazy. Agreed. It's crazy. Yes. But I think that's it. Or you know what, prepare ahead of time. Anticipate you're not going to get the leftovers. Grab the extra box of stuffing, maybe a little extra turkey, so that whichever kid didn't get what it was that they wanted has the food. So I would say don't live in the wreckage of the future, but anticipate mediating some some of that holiday letdown and frustration too. That should be a slogan on a mom shirt. Anticipate the mediation. (laughs) I mean, really. Instead of chaos coordinator. Like like when you give birth, you should get a shirt that just says anticipate the mediation because you're going to mediate so many things. Oh, my goodness. For your whole life. Right. (laughs) It's just, it doesn't ever stop. No. Oh, that's real. Well, I think you have to know yourself, too. Like, you're tired. You didn't get what you wanted. And I think a lot of times we, we suppress the fact that we aren't allowed to be disappointed that we didn't get the last of the cranberry sauce because we have to give everybody else what yeah. they need first. Yeah. And you know what? Buy yourself a can of cranberry. There you go. Right? Like, buy the thing that you want ahead of time so that you can offer everything else up to everybody there you else. Go. Then you say, hands hands off my stuffing. This is mine. And mine. I licked it. I did. That will not <laughs> stop the children. I that's don't know what house you live in. That's, that's true. It doesn't stop my kids either. <laughs> good point they like everything all right well our challenge for you this coming week is to go to 52sundays.com and there's a lovely little family gratitude prayer exercise for you as a family and what it does it starts with your youngest member and each family member um, lists the talents they see in that person Hmm. So the whole family is looking at your youngest member and oh saying, you know what I see in you? And I'm so grateful for these gifts you have, these talents you have. And then we move around the room until everybody has had a moment to be showered. And and the whole family has had a moment to be grateful for yeah. every member of their family. And then the parents can lead a prayer, thanking the Lord for the gifts of their family. I feel like in my family, this would need to come with a cautionary precursor that this is not a time for clowning around. Again, we're anticipating the mediation. <laughs> I know, right? Because I can, I'm telling I can you, this already is like a see lifelong like the sarcastic. <laughs> That's kind of like even some days, like we. So at bedtime, we we go around like one thing, yes. 
you're grateful for, right? Mm -hmm. And then like in your own head, think about something that you want to tell God you're sorry for, right? Sure. So like we do a little examination. Oh, you don't make them do it right. You don't in front make of them everyone. say it in front of her. That's <laughs> terrible. But like we always say like one thing. Right. We anticipate one thing. No, we're not going to list all the things that you can see in your room while you're laying here so that we stay up until midnight. <laughs> No, we're not going to name 85 people who want to pray for today. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful, but also, yeah, Tim has started saying one thing that you want to offer the rosary for. One thing. thing. Because then we get three, and we can stop at three. And when you have four kids, if they all do one thing, that's four things. Right. But if you let them all do five things, that's 20 things. You know, one for each Hail Mary. So anticipate the mediation, but this is a really beautiful prayer because it puts everyone in the mindset of being grateful for all each of their family members mm-hmm. in a very unique and specific mm-hmm. way. And the one I love the most in my family is like, this has kind of taken on the tradition of like the kids, they'll have like a little inside joke with each other, yes. right? They'll be like, I'm thankful for that one time you did that thing for me. And, I, and they're the only ones who know they're what it giggling. is. And they're giggling. Yeah. It really just builds up it does. that sibling bond a yeah. little bit. It's a really beautiful exercise. Yeah. I highly, highly encourage you. Go to 52sundays.com, check it out and try that this week. I love it. I love it. I will let you know. I will text you to let you know what clown answers my children Oh, yeah. I want to hear all the details later. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We are so grateful for each of you who have been joining us each week as we seek to live out the faith we profess in and through our families. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget... You can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the Pime Mission Development Projects Program. This Advent, share the joy of the birth of Christ by educating children living in desperate conditions, feeding abandoned babies, or providing a safe learning space for disabled children. Learn how you can change lives at pimeusa.org slash 52 projects.